Welcome to Mission Control, Product Design's podcast on everything business, tech, and marketing. Since 2008, Product Design has launched hundreds of successful brands. Join Ramon and the PD Flight crew as they use decades of combined experience to tackle current events and interview guests while dropping valuable industry knowledge. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and Yes, that was a little Metallica there. Enter Sandman. Uh, welcome to Mission Control. This is Ramon Peralta from Peralta Design, and we launch brands. And we thought it was appropriate to start with the Sandman as we uh, relaunch with a new format here. And, and we also have a special guest in our studio today. Hi, my name is Rob. Okay, this friendly Rob. <laughs> that was friendly Rob. That's Rob Thomas. From, he's being very polite and shy, Hello. but he'll he'll come out of his shell in a little bit. And and I'm also joined uh, by Jorge. How's it going, everyone? He's our uh, leader, fearless leader of the web team, as well as his trusty co-pilot, uh, the man on the soundboard, Kevin. Hello, everyone. All right, all right, guys. So. Enter the Sandman, made made popular uh, by uh, I would argue by uh, Mariano Rivera of the uh, of my favorite team in baseball, the New York Yankees. I mean, that's a <laughs> talk about getting you know legendary soundtracks to walk out to that the whole stadium <laughs> goes bananas over. Um, it's one of my favorite parts about actually going to the ball game and being able to to, to be there in person. Looking forward to actually catching a game. Uh, I'm going to go see the Mets and the Phillies uh, in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. Nice. And I won't say anything. First of all, Mariano, the closer. So that's another reason why it's appropriate. Because when, when that song came on, you knew he was about to shut it down. But recently there was a major uh, ass whooping that took place by the Mets on the Yankees. But, you know, we, we won't talk about that too much. We'll leave that alone. Just saying, we're looking good. We finally got an owner who's making moves. <laughs> you can see the difference. Oh, man. So the part about going to a live game is the tailgating. <laughs> the food. Uh, uh, oh, right. yeah. Kevin's very food motivated for those out there that are unfamiliar with his uh, gastronomical uh, abilities. You'll probably know now every picture I see on Instagram, Fernandez putting the phone in my face from slurping spaghetti yeah i know I, I, we have to like watch our content because it's like dude, what do you guys do we eat professionally that's what we do so yeah there's a lot of a lot of food going on a lot of eating so let's talk a little bit about before we get into our interview f1 a little bit of f1 because uh sir uh hamilton sir uh, lewis hamilton yes I, I love to bring f1 up not just because I love the sport. I'm a diehard. Let's go Red Bull. Looks like Max Verstappen is going to run away with the title this year. But it's just a great story in terms <laughs> of marketing and kind of what we do. Um, F1 is exploding in the United States right now. It's yes. the fastest growing sport, you know, far and away over any other audience. And a lot of it is due to it being purchased by an American company, Liberty, Liberty Media. And they realized that there, there was... It's so much to do with modernizing this platform with being able to say, hey, we can come out of the gate. We can get, they didn't have a social media presence. They got on YouTube. They got on Instagram. They got on 
every major platform, they got on TikTok and they said to themselves, hey, we can actually reach out to this new audience. We can get a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new generation inspired by it. Before there was this thought that F1 is a rich man sport and, you know, they, they only wanted, you know, the, the rich white guy and they had kind of narrowed down who they thought their audience was. And it's such a huge success story that, I mean, every single race is sold out to capacity. You're talking about a race weekend with almost half a million attendees. And it's just, it's literally exploded to the point where, I mean, we went to go meet with a client, you know, 25 year old female who's in like about. That was a shock. I was surprised at how much uh, Brittany from uh, Quarry Walk there uh, knew about F1 and you guys just went on your own little conversation about F1. It's I just, just left in, you guys alone. It's just alone. incredible. I mean, the, the fact that they reached out to Netflix, they're like, yeah. hey, the whole meat and potatoes of this sport yeah. is the drama. Like, let's let's put a magnifying glass on that. And you just get to know every single team and every single driver, the personalities. It is fantastic. And I couldn't be happier for them. Looking forward to going to a race one day. But love also seeing all the different things that they're doing at large. Uh, so Sir Lewis Hamilton, seven time world champion, Kevin would argue should have been eight. Yes. Uh, I look, agree. Okay. Listen, I won't say that he wasn't robbed, but I won't, but also Max had nothing to do with that. So it's that sure, he just benefited he, from it. I mean, he I, I, he, sure. But think about, think about how many Super Bowls, how many world series are won or lost by missed calls. It happens all the time. Facts. It happens in every single sport. You got to be better than the rest. But I do want to recognize him for being a, a part owner. I, I'm sure it's a minority share, but at least he's in the he's at the table. Yes. Um, with, so he, uh, it was just announced that uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton is now part owner of the Denver Broncos. By the way, is he a knight? Because we keep saying sir. Oh yeah, he's officially okay. knighted. Okay. So I mean, how many how many things do you want? <laughs> I just want to be seven time world respectful champion, of his officially title. been knighted the whole nine. <laughs> Um, I mean, the guy's doing everything. He's yeah. he's trying to solve world hunger. He's trying to solve the water crisis. He's got all this, uh, you know, these, these investments with green energy. Wow. I mean, there's what, what do you do? Um, you know, he has the Hamilton Commission, which is looking into diversity and opportunity. And I mean, how many people take their fame and then never do anything with it? And he's yeah. already giving back in so many ways. So now Porsche is getting in the game. Yes, you know, because they, I mean, they, they, they fat. I think they were, they were, they were like, okay, we're gonna try to. I think they tried buying McLaren and that fell through, and then they were like, okay, we're just gonna make an engine, but that's gonna take five years. But then somebody must have said, you know what, let's just get in on it now, because they see that they gotta capitalize. It's it's the hottest sport right now. Exactly, the growth level is absolutely insane, and they said we're gonna hop on with the current champions. So Red Bull, exactly. So Porsche bought a fifty percent stake in Red Bull Racing. And they're going to be being the engine engine supplier starting next year. And this is exciting for me because you have these two brands. I would say, I, I don't know, this is a hot take. Let me know if you, anybody feels otherwise. I feel like Red Bull is the, uh, the highest branded energy drink, right? If you take Monster and you put Red Bull side by side. Not a different class. Different class. For yeah. me, Red Bull is kind of like this upper. It doesn't, you know, all the other ones. Full I feel throttle, like you could have, a, you could have a business suit on and drink a Red Bull, but Monster is the guy that shows up in like a Monster truck or, right. I don't know. Exactly. Like the guy with the lift a, kit and yeah. the hoodie and the, like the whole, like, it's yeah. a whole different image. Yeah. Right. And I think the Red branding Bull, is different too. Exactly. Like you have like the, 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 the claws, you know, whatever it's on Monster. That ripped through the can. Right. And, and then you have, like, I think Red Bull's done a great job of just being, like, the high-end 
skinny can, right. not this giant tall can. It's like the this fact little, that you need to, in order to carry the product, you have to have their their cooler. Their cooler. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things, and the brand just looks great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I have a I have a jacket. I have a a, yeah. a, a, a shirt. Um, you know, all these brands. Yeah, I've things. seen your gear. You're pretty. You're pretty much dapped out in uh, F1 gear, <laughs> like head to toe. I love it, but it it's it's no surprise to me then that Porsche, another prestigious yeah. brand, said, "Let's get on board with yeah. them and let's be their engine supplier, so they can they can get the game." Can't wait. And just wait. Once you get an American driver on on the grid, it's gonna change everything. Yeah. It's gonna just explode that much more. Yeah, I do want to throw in the conversation a little bit about what's going on with golf and the live tour and all of this, because in, in F1, they, the, 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 the racers, and you, you, can, you know more about this than I do, but in F1, they can race in different organized races, correct? Like they're not limited to uh, one organization like the way golfers are limited to just PGA. Right. You can still race for, there's guys who do on the off season, they'll do like off, you know, rally racing or Le Mans or something else like that, you know, yeah. but also staying true to their obligation to their F1. Yeah. What do you think, Rob, about the, all these guys bailing out and going over to the live tour, the Saudi? Yeah, I'm, ca- yeah, no, thanks. I, um, to get back to the monster, um, <clears throat> You just uh, had one. Red Bull. Uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, you would think I would have. Um, <laughs> never had one yet. Um, monster guys always have the tats. They always have That's the true. tattoos. Yeah, yeah, you don't see true. a lot of Red Bull guys with the tats. So <laughs> I was looking over here. You yeah, just got okay. that. Freshly, That's what I was trying freshly to get. Yeah. I'll bet you did. Ah, I, see. Um, I see the connection. Yeah, I'm a complete anti live guy. I think. Um, yeah. I think this is a, the Tiger Woods $800 million yeah, deal he that turned he, he down. turned down. Yeah. 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 This is the Saudis kind of supporting and Greg Norman kind of stealing from the PGA and the whole bit. I'm a, I'm an anti liver. I think it's a, it's absolutely despicable to all the 9 11 families and I'm totally in that camp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's how a lot of people feel. And, and you have to respect that. And the, the thing is that I just saw a letter by a lot of players that bailed asking, can they play, you know, in an upcoming tournament and the PGA is like, no way. But then you have Tony Fina, who I'm a big fan of. He won back-to-back tournaments because now the field is not as competitive. You're saying it's a lot weaker now. It's definitely a lot weaker. You have a lot of like un- unknown guys that just probably are like, "Hey, I'm," you know. It's like it's like uh, you know, ro- you know, roll over and the next one comes in. It's like these guys are gone, and so in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. I mean, Tony Finau is a great golfer, but he had like ten second-place finishes. And now he's won two tournaments in a row because a lot of these bigger names. And I think the PJ's ratings are going to go down unless they figure something out. But, you know, it's it's an interesting topic because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm also about secure the bag. Like somebody like Phil Mickelson, who's on the decline, 51, gets offered $200 million to play. It's generational. Like it's life changing. You know, like it's secure the bag. You know, and that's 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 one camp. If you're on the decline, but there are young players that that probably don't need the money that are that are still on the come up. You know, DeChambeau is one of them that that, that the Bubba guys that are like highly, highly respected are, are, are losing a lot of fans over this because they've left. And, and, and the reason I segued from F1 is that in F1, they don't own their drivers, you know, like they let them do other things. And the PGA has has been kind of like the only game in town. And they're they're kind of like, well, if you leave, if you go play for somebody else, you can't play for us anymore. So 
We'll see. Do we'll you see. think that, well, in my mind, competition is what breeds excellence, right? Obviously, just looked at looking at like, like what you just mentioned about the PGA, yeah. the field being not as competitive. Do you think that PGA as a organization needed some competition? I think they're going to have to make some changes, right? What do you think, Rob? Pay yeah, the guys no, more? I, yeah, no, I think they need to make some changes. I disagree with them maybe not letting them back in because you get a lot of that kind of uh, nationalism, right? USA yeah. only, don't go international. We get a lot of that protectionism kind of aspect of it. I think the PGA is going to hurt with that yeah. a lot. However, Norman knew all this. Yeah. Norman knew exactly what he was doing. Greg Norman organized the thing. He knew exactly what he was doing and he knew he was going to yeah. stack it up. I, I'm just a little upset yet that I don't have a phrase I can throw out like in Land of the Blind when I man is king. And <laughs> so competition come. breeds excellence. It'll like come. It'll come. hi, how are you? I don't you know it'll I, come. So let's just let's just roll into you know, we haven't caught up in a while. It's good to have you back in studio. I think this is your third appearance on, on our show. It's only my second. Sorry. Second. All right. Well, it seems like three. Wow. Wow. I really kind of wore wow. that out, huh? Wow. wow. <laughs> Kevin's like, where are you going? Yeah. Kev's like, uh, okay, can, I, can we play the exit music now? <laughs> no, we're just getting started, folks. It's a real pleasure to have uh, Rob Thomas. He's a friend of PD's. We've, we've, uh, watch his business evolve and he's pivoted he's made it through covid and um he you know he's got his own method of networking rob thomas method he's on the board of directors for uh the national speaker association new york city chapter correct the nsa so please help me welcome mr rob thomas Wow, all five of us. That's cool. <laughs> studio audience. That's great. Is very I excited. love that. Studio great. audience. How much did you pay them? Yeah. Nice. Good. Okay. Well, it's free admission. Nice. Oh, uh, oh good. Yeah. General admission. Thanks. Yeah. So appreciate it. Yep. But we need we need people here to just kind of get the energy up. You know. So tell us, Rob, tell us how what's been happening. What are these big changes? Because now uh, you know, we're we're in the middle of going global. Yes. How did that happen? Yeah, Rob Thomas Global. Well, you know, it's all through networking. And thank you again to the PD team for letting me uh, be here for my second time. Um, <laughs> appreciate that. No, it's uh, it's all been exciting. Uh, and I did. I did make it through the pandemic. And the struggle was real. And I know all about that. And so anyway, Global is about uh, signing an international client actually for money. And I've always wanted to do that. They're not on the live tour, are they? Not, not yet, though. Yeah, no, no. Um, but uh, I do, do want to say that you know, congratulations are in order. That's spectacular. News. It is. We're, we're so glad to hear it and see that growth. And I mean, you know, going across the pond now and and look out the rest of the world. Here comes Rob Thomas. Well, I'd, I'd love it if Dublin was next. So if you happen to have that relationship, that would be fantastic. Yes. Well, you went from a Rob Thomas CT. Yes. When we first met. And then we went to Rob Thomas USA. So yes. there's been like a brand evolution going on. Yep. Yep. And that's what you've taught me. You've taught me all of that. Absolutely. When I first took the PD brand, what was the name of that? Brand, brand, you, brand, brand you. you. Yes. Yeah. Brand University. Brand new presentation. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I really kind of wanted international, but my wife said that uh, if I got the website, Rob Thomas, I-N-T-L, I was going to end up having to spell that all the time and people weren't going to understand it. So I went global to make it easier. Yeah. And it's all about the branding. How quick, how well does that flow off the tongue? So. Right. Exactly. Plus so. your wife's always right. So. Well, all the time. Yeah, 100%. Yes. All the time. Yes. The sooner you realize that, yeah, 
the better your life will be. So it's been exciting. So uh, I'm really excited for the future. And I always have to spell out National Speakers Association as well, because when I say NSA, people think I work for the National Security Agency, and that frightens everyone that I'm with, always. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. So tell me, let's talk about some of the other changes you've made, because I think networking in diners is now inactive or. So we've kind of suspended that. Yeah, we had a a fantastic run, still own the name, Mm -hmm. but doing the in-person networking as well as it virtually on Zoom was fantastic through the pandemic. But sometimes things need to be suspended so you can shed some light on some other things. It was the same time I was experimenting with the National Speakers Association, making those connections, expanding that network down to New York City anyway. Uh, And that has been nothing but completely fruitful and exciting. Uh, The whole organization, the association has completely changed. New president, CEO, new board, new branding, new launching, new everything. And so I'm excited about that. At the beginning, I was like, "Mm, I didn't really kind of know. But you you need to know that you don't have to go it alone. You need to know that there are associations out there that support people and professionals trying to get it done and help others. Yeah, I think iron sharpens iron too. I think you you had There's to another put, phrase. I gotta come yeah. up with a phrase here. Yeah, Jesus. you're behind on the phrase. Just read the I'm Bible. like three, right? Yeah, three to zero. Read the Bible. Three zero. <laughs> uh, so all of these are biblical references, but anyway. Um, Wow. You, I didn't know it was that kind of talk. How did you get into the NSA? Is it through Ramon Ray or, or somebody kind of told you about it? I most certainly did. Yeah. Well, actually, it was the lady who helped me with my book, okay. uh, Who Do You Need to Meet? Tanya Dietrich. Okay. And she was on the board for the Connecticut chapter of NSA. And she was telling me for at least six months, if she's listening to this, it was at least six months. You got to come. You got to go to a meeting. You got to go to a meeting. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to another meeting. And I did. And so then I heard the infamous or famous Ramon Ray speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And I was sold. And so from that point then to be a professional speaker of the association, you had to enumerate a certain number of talks for a certain period of time. And paid talks. Absolutely. And uh, you had to enumerate all that. You had to document that. You had to show invoices for that. And I actually did that through the entire pandemic and then qualified. Uh, to be able to do that. And so and why New York and not Connecticut? I had done Connecticut, but I wasn't getting that kind of vibe and that feel. Yeah. Um, very, very nice people, but a little bit smaller. Yeah. And I just wasn't getting the vibe I kind of wanted yeah. or the energy yeah. maybe yeah. that I was looking for. Yeah. And so Ramon, of course, belonging to the New York City chapter, yeah. said, come on down. And well, I did. Our, our proximity is great, like taking advantage of how you're a train ride in. Right. Yeah. So it's a 90 minutes and, and I end up staying over and that proves to be nothing but fruitful because yeah. I make a lot of either lunches or breakfasts. And tell, tell, tell us about Nashville. Nashville was fantastic, except for Broadway. I don't think I'll ever go down Broadway again, but what? Um, what it's a little, uh, you get accosted. It, no, it's just, yeah. It's a little left to center. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Okay. Um, It threw me completely off there. Um, No, Nashville was great and it was good. We had about 900 professionals out there and very inspirational and met all the different players and the people and and really got inspired. And so that was a refresh and a renew for me. The headshots look dope. 
Yeah, brand new headshots by D'Amato Productions. Same head, but just different. Yeah, pictures. well, I slimmed down a little bit anyway. So, <laughs> and he actually made me look thinner. Yeah, um, you look yeah, good. There, there's a trick to it. Yeah, yeah, which I can't tell you here. Is it turtling? Um, uh, I can't tell you. That's what you uh, like. Yeah, I can't tell you. Yeah, I'm not. Bit. I'm not allowed under threat. Oh, um, yeah, that's a that's NDA. a that's yeah that's a uh, agency trade secret. Secrets, that's man. a trade secret. Yeah, yeah. but John Damato, Damato Productions. Shout out to him. Nice shot. Nice. nice Fantastic. Work. Yeah. yeah, we really. Uh, we spent an hour together for a wardrobe shots. Yeah. It was fantastic. And somebody commented, I think it was Mark Halpert that said they, that he really captured you, and he did. Right. Yep. Because you have a smirk that, unbeknownst to many, is not necessarily mean. It's actually very warm. You know? Thank you. So this is the part where, this is the part where we get very emotional on the show. I thank, that was thank, a joke. Thank you. Uh, this is the emotional segment. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part where you get really shy and blush. Yeah. yeah. I so. am. Hi. Yeah. Stop looking at me like that. Jorge. Thank you. I, Stop I will it. say the moment we started putting together the new the new website and we saw the headshots, it was just an it was like this yeah. is a transformation. This is a, this is a new man. Yeah, like, you didn't laugh out guy? loud? No. no. You did. Yeah, you did. No. No, come on. The, yeah. Listen, everything from the lighting to the way like you, the, the personality comes through, it's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. We have a lot of, you know, we've done a number of team shots and sometimes it's hard to translate that person's energy through a photograph and not everybody is able, not every photographer is able to do that. So the fact that, you know, this gentleman was able to pull that out is, is, a, is a testament and, um, you know, we love it. And I think it's part of this new reveal. We're excited to, to be a part of it. Yeah, well, man. yeah. And, and thank you. And and one of the things I've been trying to learn to do is not be impulsive about it. And uh, John would say it was about time, but I really don't want to be impulsive about decisions and, and things. So I want to really kind of think them through. And I thought that through and it really just made sense. He was going to be there. I was one of six other speakers uh, they put on the calendar to do the same kind of thing. And it was, you know, kind of the 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 influence is the name of the conference. It was their um, it was our class, right? Yeah. It was our class. What did you learn kind of, there? What was one thing you took away from that conference? That I don't have to go it alone, and to uh, always be inspired and trying my best is always the best. Don't worry about this first, second, and third stuff. Uh, really, just do the best you can and and rethink, yeah. rethink the day as it comes, one day at a time, of course. But it was really about you know, we are all good enough and yeah. you don't have to be the rock star to save the world kind of jazz. You just, um, Brandon Farbstein is one of the speakers who was on the stage and he said, be the USU. And so that's really kind of where the, the headshots kind of come in as well. And yeah. that was the phrase that really paid the day for me. Yeah. Now, did, did, was there a light bulb moment where you said, I'm going to relaunch this thing when I get back? Because we're in the middle of relaunching you, and maybe you can share a little bit more about what your call to actions are, your service offerings. Like, dive right into this new. Uh, yeah. So this is well. This is all about. I mean, something you guys have always taught me. This is always about the refresh and refocus. But when I'm ready, you know, this isn't about you got to do it to do it. This is about doing it when you're ready. And so the gentleman who I'm working with in Canada. It was when he was ready. And so that kind of gave me the impotence to say, I need to yeah. do this. That's kind of the light switch or the turnkey to be able to do that. If not now, when? 
about that? There's a yeah. phrase, right? Is go. that from there the Bible? Go, Kevin, there yeah, go check that one out. Yeah, it's not now that. You have the board, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Three to one. <laughs> so, uh, so it was really about uh, that. Really did it, and we spent. You know, usually my sessions are ninety minutes. We spent two hours last Friday. We'll do it again tomorrow. And this has just been great and eye-opening. So the executive or the one-to-one coaching, Mm -hmm. although I cannot really advertise uh, who the individuals are that kind of work with me because they don't, they don't want that. You know, they want to be silent generals and really kind of take charge of themselves. You have a big speaking engagement coming up. Can you share anything about that? Um, Sure. Yeah. No, I I do have one. It's going to be at the New England Museum in October. End of October. It's going to be for the Boston uh, Wedding Planners Association. It's a combination of them as well as the international events, ILEA of Rhode Island. So it's a combination of associations and they're all going to be there at the New England uh, Aquarium. And so I'm going up there to be the keynote to talk about uh, networking. And one of the things I've been refocusing my whole talk, how am I going to help them because they're wedding planner associations and event organizers? What are they going to be asking me in their minds about how to network? I mean, so I've been thinking of, of refocusing how I kick that off and start Super excited though, happened all through networking from a talk I did in Rhode Island a couple months ago. And I was just, I just talk about what I enjoy and it's, it's specific as you know about the how. So tell us a bit about what your ideal clients are for this relaunch and and what's the best way for them to reach you. Yeah. So it's going to be robthomasglobal.com. That's going to be the new site as well as email. So I get that out of the way quick and all roads will lead to that. But ideal clients are, uh, I had a uh, sales manager who's going to become a CEO a couple months ago as a client, one-to-one, and he's got to make that transition from kind of knowing a different level of either customers or prospects to now being a CEO level. What's that mean? And how is he going to meet those people? To my current client in Canada, who's kind of got two jobs right now, he's working in engineering position as a full-time basis. And then he wants to launch his own business, teaching engineers how to help other engineers. Very, very different kinds of buckets of humans he's got to network with. So we're tackling both of those. And tomorrow we're going to talk about how's he going to maximize those two different buckets? Because it's very different. He's an engineer, he's PhD. And PhDs are, are ultra- Smart, the doctor, but they may not be street smart as they yeah. as they should be. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna unpack all that, and I just love that stuff. Excellent. And then the other piece of my business we've talked about is speaking. So getting up on stages, and so association executives are really the individuals who I want to talk to about their next conferences, be it either small winter conferences or maybe the big summer one like Nashville I just went to. Those executives need to know about what it is that I talk about because it is a little more niched as we, as we discuss, and I believe different. Awesome. Well, it's always great to have you here. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming in, and, and we can't wait to, to launch this new, I guess it would be Intergalactic. Global. <laughs> Space Force. 
Uh, 3.0. You saw one of the com- one of the comments, right? Yeah, yeah. Rob Thomas Intergalactic by Tony Augusto. Yeah, yeah. he's like, Intergalactic, did you get your own jet plane? What's happening here? SpaceX Rob, yeah, what is yeah. going on? Yeah. Shout out to Tony. We got to get together soon. All right. Well, now we're going to go into a uh, new segment that we're adding to the show called Brand New. Many of you are, are have been following our video series, so we're just going to add a quick snippet here for those entrepreneurs or people that are out there thinking of starting their own businesses. And I recently came across a a woman who's starting her own business and she got kind of stuck. And it reminded me of the two types of entrepreneurs that are out there. You have the type that gets to the edge of the cliff and just jumps off, you know, the risk takers. And then you have the other type that wants to know, well, how far is the drop and what's at the bottom? And do I have a parachute? And and guess what? It'll turn dark before they even move. Right. And so you don't want to be in a silo. All right. Either category that you might find yourself or identify with, you want to make sure you're in some organizations where you have some fellow colleagues to bounce ideas off of either that, or you join an organization where you have some mentors um, so that you can speak to other entrepreneurs before you hire, right? Because you might be a solopreneur. And if you're either one of these, there could be catastrophic results. If you just jump off that cliff, it could be dangerous because you don't know what's, what's, what's coming. And the other one is that you can get paralyzed when you overanalyze. So make sure that you do, you know, kind of be honest enough with yourself to bounce ideas, to get help, to, to speak to others so that you could do what's best for your business until you get to a point where you can hire. And when you're thinking of hiring, I think it's good to kind of start with the areas of, of your business where you're probably not the greatest at or hate doing it. You know, so it might be invoicing, it might be sales, it might be social media, that might not be your thing. So that's the area for you to start firing yourself from first as you continue to grow. So I hope that helps. Thank you for joining us on this new and improved Mission Control. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, And we're available on all major uh, podcast outlets. So once again, this is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands.